Welcome to Famous and Gravy, a podcast about quality of life as we see it, one dead celebrity at a time. I'm Michael Osborne, and today Amit Kapoor is away. He's in Europe, I think wandering around the English countryside, probably singing to himself. It's gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. I bless the rains down in Africa. Gonna take this is episode 25 of Famous and Gravy, and to mark the occasion, we're going to do a special episode where we're pulling clips from the first 24 episodes. We're going to be celebrating one of the fan favorite categories. Cocktail, coffee, or cannabis? This is where we ask, which one would we most want to do with our dead celebrity? Maybe a question of what drug sounds like the most fun to partake with this person, or it may be that there's some residual curiosity and we feel like a certain drug might unlock some essential insight about them. What did you have here? I sort of have this projection of early fashion icons that they have like, this is beauty, this is fun, let's just live for tonight. Probably cocktail, just because I'm looking for a crack in the armor here. Would you have bought his drink as you did mine last night and later became a guest at the bill? <laughs> Probably. I tend to go with coffee when I sense an intellect and a creative force. He was still better than average. As are you, sir. Yeah, that's fine. And let's have a coffee. We so don't even have to talk about it, but we just can maybe see eye to eye a little bit. You said it before, the type of asshole you want to have a beer with. That's how I see him. <laughs> you know, he's a good banterer. You just want to do... I just want to get high with Captain America. Yeah. And like sit around that campfire and just be high. Yeah. You just want to shoot hoops with Michael Jordan and Fuckin you just want to do what you're supposed to do with him. I want the good hang cocktail. I want her to make me laugh. I want her to make fun of me. I just want to be entertained. Zsa, Zsa Gabor. Like six shots of Jameson right off the bat. <laughs> because of this character that she plays. And I want to, I don't know of any other way to disarm it or get at the actual inner being. She has to get lampshade drunk in order to just kind of spill all about like where, what she really wants and where she really aches and all the, all the emotions that have to come out. Larry McMurtry. I kind of want an old-fashioned with Larry McMurtry. And this is going to sound kind of weird, but I almost want to like him more. I love his books. I love the movies that he's been involved with. I think they're some of my favorite movies. And I love the culture and quality that surrounds him. I love this sort of literary life aura. But I don't know how much I like him. I don't know how much I actually want to hang out with him. He is surly. He is a little bit distant. However, there are some friends I have who are not as easily broken down into kind of a relatable level until you get them a little drunk, mm -hmm. until they have some whiskey. And some of my great friends, actually, like the bonding happened when we were hammered. 
you know, and those walls come down a little bit. I want to get drunk with this guy and see those walls come down a little bit because I almost feel like I see like the height of those walls and how to overcome them. And he may give it back. He may give the I love you man back. He after might. Enough of those. He might. But it would also sort of for me answer the question too. Like if he couldn't give it back, I would have, a, I feel like a better overall take on him. Yeah. And I kind of want that answer. So there's even curiosity here too. Yeah. Then you're validated. And then you have to just call up the the ghost of Kesey and be like, what was it like when he took LSD? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No shit. Tell me about the Houston trips. Diego Maradona. He did look like kind of a fun drunk. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about in the eighties right because mood. he like yeah, he no. jumps up and down and he puts his arms around you. Yeah. And so I'm going to passion is there. And yeah, so I'm I'm gonna say I I would love to have cocktails with him in 1986. I think that's fair, well, even though that. there is the background of cocaine and everything. But yeah, if I could have cocktails with him in 1986, that's what I'm gonna do. I answer. think that's a great answer. When he's on the high, I bet he was a fucking blast to party with. And I think he makes you feel fantastic. Absolutely. Like you saw the way he pumped up his teammates and stuff in the yeah. locker room. Afterwards, he's like, you're the yeah. star of this national championship team. If you go like, out partying with Maradona before, you know, the demons have arrived, fuck yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good night. Yeah. Tom Petty. I actually was all with you on the cannabis, and that was basically where I wanted to go. I'd love to just smoke a joint and play music with him. But I ended up going coffee, and here's why. I love this story. So his biographer, Warren Zanes, the biography is maybe the best dead celebrity biography I've read to this point in Famous and Gravy history. Oh, wow. It is exceptional. Bear with me while I set this up a little bit. I'm just going to read this. Tom told Zanes this story about he and his wife, Dana, second wife, were on a road trip north of Malibu. They stopped at some diner. The coffee was excellent. And Tom said, can I see how you make this? The manager, possibly surprised that a rock and roll legend wanted information about the diner's coffee, gave him the secret, which probably wasn't a secret at all, Maxwell House. When Petty heard the words Maxwell House, he didn't turn back. He wasn't going to deny the truth of his experience. In his view, it was a great cup of coffee. He didn't bow to any hipster sensibility that went against his own tastes. His response? Can I see how you make it? The manager took Petty into the kitchen where a bun automatic coffee maker was doing its thing. So, not long after the diner visit, that's what Petty installed at his home. Two of them, in fact. He didn't want to find himself waiting for a cup of coffee. That's fantastic. It, the article goes on. It's even better. It, he really makes this sort of Maxwell House metaphor for what Tom Petty is and what he's all about, that for all the evolutions of culture and, I, I don't know, trends and such, like Tom Petty is a Maxwell House guy. So I love that. Petty was proud of his coffee. Proud of fucking Maxwell House, <laughs> you know? I don't need, like, the fancy espresso. I want something standard that I can keep drinking all morning long. Something that you could just call a cup of coffee. Exactly. Why make things complicated? My favorite beer is Miller Lite. That's what I keep at home. That's very often what I will drink when I go out. Occasionally, I will stray and complicate things, or I will start off and complicate things and stray back to it. Yeah. But my default setting is uncomplicated. Peter Fonda. I, I went simple. I, I went coffee, but not exactly coffee. Like just <laughs> like an iced coffee or an iced lemonade and just like walking and talking. Yeah. And I think some of that goes into the voice that we talked about, this like cool, calming voice. Yeah. And I just think he'd have interesting things to say about just his view on life. Like I did something very similar 
Last week, a guy that I'd met, just a new guy, and all we did was walk on the trail and just taught for an hour while we were literally sipping like iced tea. I think that's kind of what I want on to Fonda. Nelson Mandela. That's exactly. I went coffee for basically the same reasons. More, I want to be the observer. I always seem to go coffee because if I'm excited to be with somebody and I just kind of want, especially if there's intelligence and charisma, I'm, I'm so fascinated by that person that I want my brain to work faster so that I can take it all in. I don't want to get jacked up with Nelson Mandela. I want to be taking as much in from Nelson Mandela. You know, his ability to see humanity, his ability to look at somebody who's pushing him down and to look at a whole class of people pushing him down and still see light in that. So you Fuck, don't, you I struggle don't want- with that. Don't you look at the injustices of the world and put people in a certain category and say, I'm not sure we can all be saved. He had an ability to believe a faith in humanity that I, I, I wish I had. That's the single most desirable thing about it. And I, I don't know how to get there other than learning by example. And I, I can't think of a much better example. I mean, we talked about Gandhi and, and, and Martin Luther King. There's something about his experience that I also relate to. The idealism is a little bit more real for me with him. So, yeah, I, I the the way he sees hope, I, I want to know how you get there, you know? And, and yeah, I feel like a cup of coffee with him. And so no, do that. Maybe a joint is a better one. I don't know. No, I, don't know. I, I, think, I think I hear what you're saying. You're saying no weed because— you wait the, I don't want to be distracted. Well, you don't want him to be distracted either. Fucking because right. like you said, you you see a, you see you feel like he sees a light. He sees a certain light, and you don't want to add any cloudiness— to that. I think that's right. Coffee is the most sober of the three drugs in this category. Yeah. <laughs> Shirley Temple Black. What do you got here? Definitely cannabis. Wow. With the adult Shirley. Yeah. You know, with like post uh, so, post Czech Republic. So would this be a joint, a bong hit, a pipe, you know, a vape? Probably. Well, that's an interesting one. Uh, I mean, a joint seems more more personal. You'd like to pass a joint <laughs> with Shirley Temple? Yeah. Her pass one to me, I think, actually. Yeah. Like, she goes first. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. And, it's, and, you know, you talk about the access. Yeah. And that arc, I just want to see. I want to know about these all these questions I raised about childhood. Yeah. And I want to know how you fucking build resilience. You know, and she can tell it to me over coffee or a Shirley Temple Black. <laughs> but I think there would just be a certain insight and prophecy that perhaps can only be unlocked in that setting, in that in- intimacy, and with that substance. Alex Trebek. Cannabis. <laughs> Uh, And I'll tell you why. So I don't think there's a lot of access problems with Trebek. Because as they say, like, as soon as the show wasn't airing, he was self-deprecating, he was making jokes, he was cussing. As you said, I don't think it takes that much to get access to the other part. What I'm saying is what I said about the insomnia, that maybe it's just all this knowledge and this, like, pattern-seeking and stuff that he just overdosed on it. With some cannabis, he may be able to put it together. And... (laughs) I, I'm not saying that's my role with him, but with as much knowledge that is stored inside of him, I want to kind of get his, like, Yuval Harari's History of the World through Alex Trebek. Mm. Author of Sapiens? Yes. Yeah. I kind of want to know how he sees how we got to this point and where we're going. I mean, do you consider him an intellectual? Or is he just promoting intellectualism? Because I think there's no question he's doing that. This is beyond trivia. I think that's something that's debated, and that's like in, you know, the SNL impersonation. I think he is. Yeah. 
I think he is. And I think you can become an intellectual, right? It's not necessarily a nature thing. Yeah. And I just think by the nature of his job, in order to do it as well as he did, he became an intellectual. Neil Armstrong. Well, I went the swirly eyes. I went with cannabis. You did. And what do you expect to to access? I just want to like, tell me about the moon. I, I just want, tell me about the moon. You know, tell me what did it look like? I, I actually want the whole journey. You're going to make our Eagle Stout do drugs? You're goddamn right. <laughs> Just this once. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push some cannabis onto Neil Armstrong. Yeah, I want to get high and hear him talk about hurtling through space, looking back and seeing the pale blue dot, seeing the Earth rise. That's a literal thing. The Earth rise. You're on the moon and the Earth rises. The photographs, the movies, they'll never do it justice. No picture ever does it justice. Because the moon's so much smaller, it curves more, and you can see that on the horizon. That's something that can never be captured, and not even in a panoramic, you know, on an iPhone, right? Yeah. Ross Perot. Cannabis with Ross Perot. Why? I think it's the access, the access to his motivation, his perception of not America and the world, but the universe Yeah, from somebody that's traveled from like the economic journey that he has done and the extremely private to extremely public journey. I'm just, I'm just curious about how he sees the universe. You know, what's funny about this category. You and I often want the same things. We just are choosing different drugs to get at them. And I would have wanted to learn from Ross Perot. Maybe it just triggers like a really high-pitched giggle for a long time, and I think that would entertain me. Um, yeah, that, I thought about this. But, this, this but that I think fantasy it, of smoking a joint with Ross Perot. <laughs> that just brings a smile to my face. <laughs> Say, you smiling? Case closed. I hope you enjoyed today's special bonus episode. Coffee cocktail cannabis is just one category of many that we use to assess the quality of life of a dead celebrity. So if you are curious to hear more, all of our episodes are available at famousandgravy.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying this show, please tell your friends. The way podcasts spread is word of mouth, and we need your help. Our Twitter handle is at Famous and Gravy, and you can sign up for our newsletter on our website, famousandgravy.com. Famous and Gravy was created by Amit Kapoor and me, Michael Osborne, This episode was produced by Jacob Weiss. Original theme music by Kevin Strang. Amit Kapoor will be on with us next week. In the meantime, I hope he's enjoying wherever he is. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. She's coming in 12.30 flight. The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide the salvation. I stopped an old man along the way, hoping to find some old forgotten words or ancient melodies. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 